Hey there, beautiful people. Welcome back to the Rich Witch Club. And my name is Renata Daniel. And guess what? I found a new book to read from. And I'm so excited to share this one with you. This one's called How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicole LaPera. Now, she's a holistic psychologist from Australia. And look, I have heard a lot about this book. And I even know someone who has seen Dr. Nicole LaPera. And this person believes she is absolutely amazing. And you know what? This book has been sitting on my shelf for absolutely months and months and months, waiting for the right time to read from it. So um, let's dig in. Let's dig in to this and uh, see what enlightenment we can get from how to do the work. So the opening pages talk a little bit about her life and about the type of family that she grew up in. But this bit that I'm going to read to you today really struck me because this is something that I've been personally thinking is my own truth with regard to, I guess, some of the trauma that I feel that I was born with, not being able to work out why I felt the way I did about certain things, but certainly making sense of it as I grew older and kind of put the pieces together. So I'm reading from a chapter called The Power to Transform. And let's let's get into this because this, this is really, really interesting. There is an awakening going on right this moment. No longer do we need to accept the narrative of faulty genes as our fate. Emerging science tells us that genes we inherit aren't fixed. They are influenced by our environment, beginning in utero and continuing throughout our lives. The groundbreaking discovery of epigenetics tells a new story about our ability to change. We are, of course, given a set of genes, But like a deck of cards, to some degree, we can choose which hand we want to play. Biologist Bruce Lipton has been spreading the gospel about the role of epigenetics for years and calls its influence the new biology. Along the way, he's been a powerful critic of genetic determinism as a gross distortion of the truth of our biology. In reality, everything from the amniotic fluid that surrounds us in the womb to the words we hear from our parent figures as children to the air we breathe to the chemicals we ingest influences our genes, causing some to switch on and others to switch off. We do have a genetic code at birth, but gene expression and repression are influenced by our environment. In other words, our life experiences alter us on a cellular level. So the science of epigenetics has shifted us away from the disease management role to a new paradigm that recognises the impact of our daily environment on our health. The result is a radically new perspective. We can be active participants in our own well-being. 
This goes for our physical health and risk for developing diseases such as diabetes and cancer, as well as for our mental and emotional health. Epigenetic factors play a significant role in the development of psychiatric conditions. This is shown in identical twin studies where one twin develops a serious mental illness such as schizophrenia and others do not. Studies of stress as early as in the womb and its connection to the development of mental illnesses later in life also show the profound ways in which our environment affects every part of the body, including its most powerful organ, the brain. Addiction and trauma specialist Dr. Gabor Mate, for example, has written exclusively about the deep imprints emotional stress leaves on the structure of the brain, causing many common physical and psychological illnesses. The idea that genetics are not destiny was a profound realisation for me personally. The genetic perspective gave me the tools to reframe my perception of my own body. I may have inherited certain propensities from my family, but that didn't mean I had to become them. Studies have shown that the influence of epigenetics transcends generations. Our ancestors' lived experiences shaped their DNA, which in turn shapes ours. This means our lives don't end with us, but are passed down. The good and the bad, the trauma and the joy. In studies of mice in lab settings, not only did those who were exposed to extreme diets or stress display changes in their heart and metabolism, but so did their offspring and their offspring's offspring and so forth. There is evidence that this applies to humans too. Studies show that the children of trauma survivors, <clears throat> excuse me, including those who endure ongoing systemic racism, have shown health issues similar to those of their parents, as well as increased rates of diseases. If the genes we inherited were adversely affected by the experiences of generations before us, how do we stop this cycle? Some environmental factors are out of our control. We cannot choose the circumstances of our childhood, let alone the circumstances of our great-parents' childhoods, but many factors are within our control. We can provide ourselves with the nurturing we may not have received as children. We can learn to give ourselves secure bonds and the ability to create a sense of safety. We can change what we eat, how often we exercise, our state of consciousness and the thoughts and beliefs we express. As Dr. Lipton put it, this is really what the whole new biology is all about. Take us away from you are the victim of life to introducing the fact that we are the creators of our life. We are not only our genetic wiring. Once we understand this, the more inadequate the traditional deterministic approach of recircuiting faulty wiring through interventions such as medicine and surgery seem. We can and should 
help heal our bodies and our minds to create wellness for ourselves. And this struck home for me, as I said before, in a really deep way when I read this because both my parents lived through World War II. Both my parents were traumatised because of their experiences. My mother having been in Auschwitz and my father having been in a... um, concentration camp for uh, the military or a a working camp for the military um, behind German lines and their trauma of having to witness so many people die, losing their family and then being transported to a completely different country led them to be terribly traumatised for the rest of their lives which meant, in effect, in their DNA changes, my DNA also changed. And I spent many of my early years trying to work out why I felt the way I did. Of course, I couldn't work that out as a child. It was only when I got into my 20s and went through my own traumas, my own inability to create a stable environment for myself, um, an eating disorder, um, a terribly frenetic life where I challenged my way of thinking, um, leading me to do things that I shouldn't have. Um, Just really now makes sense when I put it all together um, and read things like Dr Lipton's work and the trauma that is trapped in DNA. Most important thing to get out of it though is that we can change this, we can influence our future, we can be the creators of our lives if we just understand how important this is. So I'm going to leave you with these thoughts um, in this episode. I can't wait to get into more of How to Do the Work by Dr. Nicola Perra. And uh, I hope you join me in the next few episodes as we dig deeply into this book and I pull out some of the most interesting parts of it to share with you. So until then... Be good.